0: Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. God, I love football. I love football so much. Don't you love football? Of course you love football, especially when your team is winning. How's it going, guys? Toast in the Morning here. It's Evan again, riding solo once again. That being said... We still have a jam-packed episode talking about football and a little bit of baseball at the end as well. Just, just just, a tad, just a tad, just a tad, but a lot of football talk going on here with week three concluding yesterday. And yeah, let's, first of all, let's just start with the Dolphins. Let's start with the Dolphins. We'll just do that because that's my team. And the Dolphins uh, silenced a lot of ple- uh, people uh by being the buffalo bills it was a not the the game i was expecting and, and i think it wasn't the game that a lot of people were expecting the, i don't think people were expecting a game where it was just going to be only a 21 to 19 scoreline i think a lot of people thought it was going to be 35 in, in the 30s by each team a lot of high flying offense it wasn't really like that, and especially with the fact that Buffalo has a uh, quite a few injuries defensively, uh, mainly their two safeties and some of the cornerbacks are injured. You didn't expect the the showcase that they were going to uh, take place. The showcase that was going to take place, in. and I gotta give a lot of credit to to Buffalo, uh, mainly McDermott. And Leslie Frazier, like two those two guys, are I think the the best defensive minds, the the best defensive duo in the league, in my opinion. Those two guys are, I, I think, are a cheat code. Like it was just insane. It, it really is insane. Like those guy, those two are amazing. And I hope that one day Leslie Frazier finds a head coaching job somewhere. So uh, they can be a split apart because those two are just insane. But I want to talk about Miami in a sense that I've seen all the complaining, all the the whining from Bills fans, pretty much trying to discredit the the win the Dolphins had. And it, it really just showcases how... Sad that fan base is in in the sense that, you know, because I was was thinking during the game, uh, I was thinking during the game, like, okay, like, what fan base do I dislike the most? Uh, New England or Buffalo? And at the, like, around like halftime or so, like, maybe like first, second quarter, I was like, you know, I'm still going to give it to New England because they tormented my childhood. They were dominating the, not even the division, but the league for. Numerous, numerous years. And I still think there's fans that still can't admit that they're past it. I still think there is fans that are like, oh, Mac Jones is the answer and he's so good and blah, blah, blah. I still think there's those people. Uh, but then as like the game went on and especially, especially, especially when the game ended, I got to say Buffalo. Like, Buffalo fans are obnoxious. Yes, they travel well. They're extremely passionate. And, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. You can't go wrong with that. But, my God, do they think they are, like, holier than thou. They think they are at the top of everything. And, listen, you guys have a great team. Josh Allen is a great quarterback and got a great head coach that I, I really like. I think Sean McDermott is a great coach. I've been a big fan of his for numerous years. Like since like he came in like 2017, I've been a big fan of, of Sean McDermott. But what have you guys proven? You guys haven't won a Super Bowl. And and the and the fact that people are, are saying these Bills fans are saying, "Oh, this was just a Dolphins Super Bowl and blah 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 and Wow, like you're like this regular season games or Super Bowl. It's like, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Because you know what is our Super Bowl? The Miami Dolphins winning the damn Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, the Lombardi Trophy. That's the goal. It's not just being the Bills. Which yes, you got to beat the Bills to get over that hump. But but that's not the Super Bowl. I wanted to beat. The, of course, I want to beat the Bills every time. Of course. But that's not... I'm not saying, oh, job's done. Division's ours. No! Especially this early on in the year. It's only week three. Week three just finished. You guys are just a stepping stone towards that goal. And also, hearing Super Bowl from a Buffalo Bills fan's mouth is so funny because didn't you guys lose four straight in the 90s? And you're telling... Dolphins fan the Miami Dolphins about Super Bowls yeah last time I checked the Dolphins have not one but also two Super Bowls oh they're in the 70s yeah and they have them what does Buffalo have four straight losses in the 90s sorry like those those fans were obnoxious I'm not gonna lie Buffalo Bills fans are obnoxious I don't care I've I've said it like I said they're extremely passionate they, they, like I said, they travel well, but my God, are they annoying? They're just so annoying, and, and and the if I hear one more person complain about the injuries and complain about the heat, I swear to God, I swear to God, I will, I will break every single table in order for Bills fans to not break it themselves. Like it is so blasphemous that the Buffalo Bills who play in a notoriously cold environment have to talk shit about another team's whole field advantage. Get out of here. And I saw a tweet that's talking about, wow, I can't believe the architecture of, of hard rock stadium is beating directly on the await, the away team's fans. Like we got to call uh what's like Hep- HEPSA or whatever. Like you have to, you have to call them and make sure you got to fix it. It's like, what? Like, yeah, that was absolutely deliberate to get an advantage on the away team. This, like, there's a re- also a reason why the Dolphins were all white. Because, you know, last time I checked, the sun doesn't beat on it directly. Like, I'm sorry. That's what I call the home field advantage. The Buffalo has their cold. And, we, and Dolphins got their hot. So, So, don't... Don't give me this garbage. Don't give me this baloney. Like, it's that is just a trash argument. Trash, trash, trash argument. And also, don't give me the garbage of, because I saw saw it. I literally saw it written in the stars before the game. Either the Bills were going to beat the Dolphins, and like, oh, wow, the Dolphins, same old Dolphins, can't beat a a depleted Bills team. Oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen is a demigod, blah, blah, blah. And then if the Dolphins went, oh, well, because, you know, the the Bills are depleted. They have a bunch of injuries, blah, blah, blah. It's like you you could see it. You can literally see it written on paper. You you knew it. Like, and of course, what happened? That was the excuse. I saw it all over Twitter. I saw it all over TikTok. I saw it. It's a bunch of garbage. And, and, And people like Rex Ryan talking about, You know, oh, I don't think the Dolphins are good. Uh, The the Bills, you know, they're the better team. They, you know, they they were the better team that day because they, you know, they had double the amount of uh, of yards and stuff. It's like, well, first off, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, fully healthy, you can say, can you say the, the Bills may be better? Sure, but the thing is, they weren't. And if they were so great then maybe they could have won that game. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. 20 Oh, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. And also, don't forget, you know what's the most important stat line? You know what's the important important stats? Not, not the total yards, not the passing yards, not the rushing yards, not the first down conversions, not the third down conversions, not any of that. You know what's the most important stat line? The final score. And who had the better final score? The Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins did a great job silencing. And also, by the way, that's probably a reason as to why Rex Ryan isn't a coach anymore, by the way. Just just a fact. Just a fact. And also, give I got to give credit to guys like Robert Griffin III and Michael Irvin. I never thought I would be saying Michael Irvin has the Dolphins back. I, I, know, I would have never thought it. Never thought it in a million years. But credit to those two because those two guys are awesome defending the Dolphins' name. And also, shout out Dan Wolofsky because he I think he's really, really good as well. And also, really, him and RGD are really, really good college football analysts. Like, they're, they're color commentators. Really great at what they do. Yeah. The Dolphins did such a great job hand, uh holding to uh, Josh Allen. Yes, he threw the ball 60 times. Yes, he had 400 passing yards. Yes, he had two touchdowns. Yes, they had 90 minutes of. A, uh a possession compared to like the dolphins however like you look at that and they should have won that game but they didn't they flat out didn't that just shows that regardless of that it doesn't matter at the end of the day it doesn't it doesn't matter how many passing yards you have the most important thing is are you efficient and the dolphins were more efficient with 50 less minutes of possession and 200 yards less in total offense they were more efficient and Tua a tongue is that dude he is that dude when i saw him come off with the injury and see teddy bridgewater for for three snaps i was like what i was like if teddy bridgewater plays the rest of this game i think we're losing I, my confidence was at an all-time low with with teddy bridgewater and i think that goes to show If Teddy Bridgewater was such a better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa, then why didn't he win the starting job? It's simple as that because he's not as good as Tua. Tua has gotten better. Tua has gotten a lot better. A lot better. You just see instincts and anticipation. And I'm not going to lie, that that touchdown pass to River Craycraft was on the money. That had some nice juice behind that. That was great. Loved seeing that. Um, So, yeah. That was a stressful win, and it was even better seeing Josh Allen uh, complain and cry and uh, seeing Christian Wilkins get under his skin and and, uh, Ken Dorsey destroying everything in in, in plain sight. It was satisfying to watch. It was really satisfying to watch. The first time the Miami Dolphins had beaten Buffalo in four years. Just think about that. So this is not the Super Bowl. So all that garbage, stop. Because it wasn't the Dolphins' Super Bowl. But it felt good. It felt real, real, real good. So that's enough for that game. And next thing I want to talk about is actually a game I went to. I went to the Monday night game yesterday. Dallas, New York Giants. And before we get into the game itself, I will say, atmosphere was awesome. Atmosphere was really great. Because I went to two Giants games last year. I went to uh, when they played the Raiders. And to when they played the, uh, the Eagles. And you just see. By the way, those are two games that they that they won. Um, so I was hoping like maybe I'm, I'm a little bit like a, you know, a good luck charm. Unfortunately, didn't work out. But I would say the atmosphere was night and day. Because obviously it's easy. Coaching staff, a lot more optimism compared to the previous regime with Joe Judge. Now with Dable, a lot more optimism. You know with a two and zero. Dallas, a divisional rival. The atmosphere was awesome. It was uh, they were going for a, a whiteout, kind of like me you know, like but Penn State do and stuff like that. It was really cool. And I thought the atmosphere, like I said, was really really cool. I was I was awesome. Really really awesome. Uh, a fun game. Uh, n- nothing high flying, but I think it's not surprising. But really cool atmosphere so if i want to talk about the game um i want to talk a little i want to talk about the giants that your time will come soon i do believe that i think there's a lot of great ideas that the offense has with dable and and mike kafka i think there's good ideas in place There was never really a time I saw, like, oh, that play call was egregious. I didn't really see that a whole lot. I think it just came down to execution. Uh, Regardless of what you think about Daniel Jones, do I think he's the answer? Personally, no. I do not think he's the long-term answer for the Giants. Um, I just don't think he has, in my opinion, like the instincts and kind of holds, it feels like he gets a little too jittery and he kind of tends to roll in the pocket Um, so personally I don't think he's the answer but I will say he did not have a whole lot of time in the pocket that O-line got chewed up by Mecca Parsons like it it, it didn't it it didn't look good Uh, Demarcus Lawrence as well like it it didn't look good the offensive line Evan Neal going through the growing pains it, it didn't look pretty offense, uh offensive lot uh off even offensively in general. And also I will say they don't have the, the weapons in my opinion. I they just don't have the weapons. It's, uh, besides Saquon and, and now you have Sterling Shepherd who's out for the year, which you know, that dude cannot catch a break, man. Cannot catch a break. You have to feel for that dude. And um man, uh I wouldn't mind also not seeing astroturf, uh, not astroturf, but just artificial turf ever again. I would, I wouldn't mind just going completely back to grass. I, I think that's a, a pretty fair assessment, in my opinion. But anyway, um, but that's a that's another guy I just cannot catch a break. But behind him, it's Richie James who's shown some flashes. Uh, Wando uh, Robinson who is injured. You have Kenny Galladay, who's an absolute liability. Just that drop was shocking. Like that was a shocking drop that he had. And like I guess uh, Sills is okay. Uh, Kadarius Tony is. I don't know what's going on with Kadarius Tony. It looks like he's saw injuries, but I don't even know do they do the coaching staff, does the coaching staff really trust him? I'm not sure. I'm I'm not confident on that. I know there was all those uh trade rumors during the uh the off season. But I don't see the weapons there. I don't see true separators. I don't see those uh those guys that can beat you downfield. I don't see guys cuz it feels like these guys were locked up. Like these guys were locked up and and Jones was throwing in tight coverages. Like they don't have the weapons. They just don't have the person, the, the on-field personnel to really see the, uh, the offense flourish in my opinion. And it's also the same thing for the defense as well. I do think they're better than the offense, uh, with Wink Martindale, who's obviously a very experienced, a very good defense coordinator. And they, but they got some pieces cave Thibodeau made his debut. And like when his player introduction came out, the crowd were roaring. That was really cool. And obviously Aziz Ojalari. um, you obviously have uh, Leonard Williams who didn't play. And obviously, I'm a big Nordic Dame fan, so I love Julian Love. Uh, Dory Jackson's okay. Uh, Xavier McKinney, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of. They, they got guys, they got some guys on defense. Linebacker core is, isn't anything great, and I still think they probably need some more pass rushers and more defensive backs. Uh, but, like, it's once again, you see good ideas, but the execution is not there. Look, this is year one. Giants fans, this is year one. This is week three of the first year of Joe Shane and Brian Dable. This is the first year. This is the assessment period now. You guys were on cloud nine. I get it. Two and zero, oh, very exciting. But also, you kind of got to realize who you guys were playing in those weeks. You're playing an under an underwhelming Tennessee team and Carolina, who aren't that good. It's a little bit. You know, it, it's come down to reality. This is. This year is the assessment period. It's assessing, okay, who's the guys that we can build around, who's the guys we can keep, and who's the guys that we are expendable, and we can find people that we can replace with. This is gonna be a big year. They might win, you know, six, seven games. But obviously don't expect playoffs, don't expect all this stuff. And who knows, maybe during that time, Daniel Jones can really, really turn turn on, turn it on. Can really flip the switch. And, and, and keep his job because I I still think it's in limbo. I, st- I still think it's in limbo, regardless of the offensive line play. But um, yeah, Giants fans, be patient. Um, I think there's encouraging things with this regime. Like I said, with with the coaching, I I do think so too. And I'm not just saying that. I I do I do think that. And with Dallas, I get I gotta say Cooper Rush that's an old line that can that really protect Cooper Rush looked so comfortable, so comfortable in that offense just really kind of slinging the ball with confidence. I, I thought he was fairly precise with his passing in my opinion. I, I thought he threw a, a nice ball in my opinion. um yeah, like offensively it wasn't a great game offensively, but you know he did his job, I will say. and Tony Pollard and like that running back room. Looks good. Tony Pollard is good, man. He's a good player. And um, CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown, New Jersey uh, native. Uh, they look good. Uh, th- those guys look good. Uh, I'm not sure they're still great. Obviously, Mike McCarthy, you know, still probably on the still on the hot seat, regardless. You know, with people like Sean Payton on the uh, open market. But uh, yeah, good ideas for the Giants and Cooper Rush. I was impressed by, so I'll leave that that. So let's let's, let's go. Let's talk a couple of these other games here um, that I want to talk about. A uh, shout out to Philly. They're three and zero. Jalen Hurts looks a lot better than I think. He throws a nice ball. He's obviously dynamic because that was the thing I was worried about. Not the athleticism part of his game but it was the passing part of his game and looks like he's gotten a lot better and helps that you have guys like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith taking that step I think that really really helps so uh shout out to Philly and also shout to Nick Sirianni too gotta give credit to Nick Sirianni man uh Kansas City lost like what like that was insane um to a underwhelming Indianapolis team I actually I actually uh, I have a spreadsheet an Excel spreadsheet that uh, I keep track for all my picks and I I uh, put KC uh, down with a win so my my record's even worse than uh, what I had before oh brother it was it was not a good week for me uh, with my uh, selections but you know you live and you learn. It's still early days, so hopefully I can uh, turn it around. But yeah, Kansas City, and also that whole discussion with uh, Eric Bieniemy and uh, the argument Patrick was that. I know LaShawn McCoy came out, kind of talking crap about Bieniemy and saying that he's not a good play caller. He doesn't know anything about offense. He just complains and yells. And some people were kind of pushing back about you know, McCoy kind of complaining like you know what you're talking about and stuff. I'm still on the fence. Maybe that could say a lot maybe about why the enemy hasn't gotten uh the the shot to be a head coach or it could be just a bunch of malarkey i'm not sure i'm still on the fence on that but i think it's a bunch of fr- just frustration in general uh losing to a an, an underwhelming indianapolis team uh vegas uh owen three mcdaniels is uh You've seen uh, that he hasn't learned from his previous coach head coaching stint ten years ago. It's not looking good for uh, Vegas. It just isn't. With some of the weapons that they have, losing to an underwhelming Tennessee team like that was a game that I was like, you know what, I could see Tennessee winning, but I still went with Vegas because I do think they'll they have to turn around somehow. But they uh, they did not look great at all. And that's underwhelming, and they got to turn it around very quick. Uh, Jacksonville with a huge win against uh, the Chargers. They embarrassed L.A. Embarrassed them. Trevor Lawrence played his, probably his best game as a pro. Like, he looked confident. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of Doug Peterson. I, I was a fan of that hire. And, hey... I think, I think I saw this ridiculous stat. Doug Peterson is tied fifth on the um, Jacksonville's all-time uh, winning head coach. All-time head coach wins as a head coach. He's tied with Urban Meyer. He is tied with Urban Meyer. Are you shitting me? Insane. Did he win one game? Did he actually win one game? I thought I thought he only... I thought he won only one as a head coach. Uh, Urban. But, um, oh, no, he did have one. He did have two. All right. But, yeah, so he is tied with... Like, that's insane. That's insane. But I'm saying. But, yeah, I was a fan of the hire. The offense is uh, looking pretty good. And, uh... I'm not sure... Like I think it's still early days with the Chargers, but, but Rashawn Slater is out for the year. That's not ideal. So, it... Chargers gonna be a very interesting team to to to, to look at and uh, see now with a little bit of a depleted O line, how does Herbert respond? But I gotta give a lot of credit to Jacksonville; they just embarrassed the Chargers in LA. Uh, Tampa Bay was that's a <sighs> seeing just that two point conversion and taking a delay game just shows a I'm not sure Brady's there. In a sense of like, is he still committed, and he, or is he just there to kind of like try to prove people wrong, and or is it coaching as well with Todd Bowles? Because, um, yeah, uh, I'm not sure with Tampa Bay. I, I think they'll be fine, but yeah, they'll they'll take a step back. It, it was not a not a fun performance, not an exciting game to watch. Yeah, not not. not not too uh, fun, but two all-fame quarterbacks. You know, you're, that's gonna sell. But credit Green Bay. You know, they did their job. They they got Tampa with a win, so I guess it's not terrible. Uh, Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury. Not a fan of him. The all- offense stinks. Only twelve points. Not a fan of Cliff. I've I've not been a fan of Cliff. I've not been a fan of that hire. Um, I love Kyler, but that offense is overrated. Uh, I think he's an incredible talent, Kyler, but that scheme and how the usage is just—it's just not good, not good at all. And that—that uh, that Sunday night game was just brutal to watch. Really brutal to watch. Of course, when I say, "Oh, Jimmy G," you know, I, I think they'll—they'll they'll, they'll play a little better. You know, you know, they're—you know, he knows the playbook. He's—he's he's comfortable and stuff like that. And they just lay an absolute dud, absolute dud offensively. And that. that Credit to Denver's defense. Who I like Denver's defense, but yeah, they really shut him out. Like I did not think it was gonna be what eleven to ten, whatever the score was. Like what? But that should not excuse the fact that while Denver is two and one, their offense still stinks. That offense still freaking stinks. It is not not good. But you guys gotta win. So hey, you guys beat San Francisco. Dolphins get a. A little bit of a better pick with that uh, with that loss. So that's really all I want to say about week three. I didn't talk about all the games, but uh, just want to highlight a few. Now let's just rile through uh, my picks for week four. Uh, last week I won six and ten. Not a good week. Not a good week. My cumulative record, 22-25-1. Yikes. 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 Indeed. So let's just head into week four. Let's end the week for it and go through my picks. And hopefully it gets better because I swear I do not want to finish with a losing record. Uh, Week four. Okay, so Thursday night game, Miami against Cincinnati. Uh, Obviously, a few injuries for Miami. Um, Tua's banged up a little bit. Uh, I I do think he will play. Uh, And I do think Miami will win. Tyreek was calling out Eli Apple. I love that. Don't care how you know that performance was when Apple played fairly, relatively well against Tyreek in the, the playoff game. But I don't care. Uh, Miami with the win. I know Cincinnati's debut in those uh, all-white uh, jerseys with the white helmet. So, But uh, Miami, give me Miami, damn it. Uh, Minnesota, New Orleans. I'm going to New Orleans. They'll bounce back. Cleveland, Atlanta. Atlanta had a nice win in Seattle. I'll give Atlanta another win. Buffalo versus Baltimore. I think Buffalo will uh, come out and they'll probably be really angry. I do think they'll they'll beat Baltimore. That'll be a, a fun game to watch for sure. Uh Washington, Dallas, Washington. Uh I'm going with Dallas. Uh for that. Seattle, Detroit. Uh Detroit with a hard fault loss. I'm going Detroit. Uh Detroit with the hard fault loss last week. Uh, Chargers versus Houston. I think Chargers will come back. I know Houston, obviously, they lost in Houston last year, but they can't lose to Houston again. Come on, guys. So uh, Chargers, I'm going Chargers there. Tennessee versus Indianapolis. I'm going to go Indy. I'm going to go Indy because the, they're, they're at home. Uh, Chicago versus the Giants. I'm going Giants. I'm, like I guess I'm, I'm not too crazy. I, I, I'm. That's crazy that Chicago is 2-1. That's crazy. But, um I'm going Giants. I think they're a better team than Chicago. Jacksonville versus Philly. Uh, Doug Pearson revenge game? question mark That would be a lot of fun. I, I do think Philly will win, in my opinion. I think that could be a fun game. I think that could be a, an underrated fun game. Jacksonville versus Philly. Uh, Jets versus Pittsburgh. I'm going Pittsburgh. Arizona versus Carolina. I do think Arizona will come back and improve whatever the performance was last week. New England Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. Uh that I think that definitely helps that uh for Green Bay's sake, that uh Mac Jones has a little bit of an injury. Um you know all my thoughts about Mac Jones as a quarterback. Obviously I, you do not want any sort of injury uh against and uh, wish anything upon Mac. So I hope Mac gets back healthy and he's fully healthy. Uh your quarterback's Brian Horry now in an offense that's uh, very uninspiring. So I'm I'm going Green Bay, and you're also you're away at a, at Lambeau. Um, so yeah, I'm going Green Bay. Denver versus Vegas. I do think Vegas gets a win here. Like if they start 0-4, oh brother, oh brother, that would be whew, we can have a field day on that. Kansas City versus Tampa Bay. I'm going Kansas City, and here's why. Tampa Bay. Tampa's uh, unfortunately experiencing a uh, a terrible weather. Uh, a storm, a hurricane—it's uh, pretty bad. So, if anyone's listening in Tampa Bay, uh, my wo- my semi mobile wishes to you. Hope you guys are are, are safe. Uh, the Dolphins actually offered uh, Tampa Bay like to use their facilities and stuff like that. Even offered because this is a Sunday night game to offer to uh, let the game take place at Hard Rock Stadium because obviously. Miami, pl- they're playing away, and it, it's on Thursday, so very interesting to see what's going to go on with that dynamic. But I'm going Kansas City there, um, so yeah. Especially if it's, if it's going to be technically like a neutral site game at, in Hard Rock, uh, I'm going to go Kansas City, and then Rams versus San Francisco. I'm going to go Rams. I'm going to go Rams. Um, yeah, I, I, I like. I, I, I'm I'm waiting for that explosive offense, per, offensive performance uh, for the Rams. Although I will say, back to the San Francisco, I think D'Amico Ryans is uh, uh, one to watch out for a potential head coaching job in the future. D'Amico Ryans. So those are my picks for uh, week four. So very excited to see how those turn out. And hopefully they are not a disaster. So this is, my, this is my last thing I want to talk about for football and talk a little bit about baseball and we'll wrap it up there. Uh, the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is getting a change. Finally. So the Pro Bowl is no longer, so they won't have the Pro Bowl game, a regular Pro Bowl game that it's half-assed and no one cares about. They are now changing it. Skills competition, a bunch of skills competition, and they're having a flag football game. Didn't I literally say that? Like, in the past? Do a flag football game, just do a bunch of skills competition? Did they listen to me? Like, do they know me? I want a raise. I want credit. Like if there's like a, like a credit that they have, I want credit. I've been saying that. I've been saying that. They 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 listen. Regardless, if they listen to me or not. Most likely, they didn't. But like, Pro Bowl needed this. Pro Bowl very much needed this. The game, no one gave a shit about. Yeah, bring back all like the, the fun competitions, like bring like the quarterback precision passing that they had. Like bring some of that fun stuff. Like you can keep like the dodgeball stuff and like some of the obstacle course stuff. Like but like brings add more add more skills competitions and a lot of fun stuff make like a, make it a fun vacation and not not like a hassle to play a game you know like wearing pads and and helmet like that it's just dumb the person like the time the only time people cared about the pro bowl was when <laughs> Sean Taylor just demolished Josh was it was, was it a, oh my god wait was it Norman oh my god Fred's his name Norman. That's not Josh Norman. He's the cornerback. Yeah. More ah! I forgot his name. I, I think I think it was the Bills punter, I want to say. But um yeah. That's the only time people gave a crap about the Pro Bowl. And they're doing a flag football game. That's fun! That's fun. I'm actually really looking forward to that. Like, that gets my attention. It's just fun. It's fun. I'm excited, I'm excited for that. I am. I hope it's good. I really, really hope it's good. So that's that's, that's really going to be it for football talk here. And I just want to end it with uh, something that we actually talked about a little bit last episode, which was Albert Pools. At the time last week, Albert Pools was still at, what, 698, 699? And I think over the weekend or Friday, Saturday, well, Albert Pools hits number 700. So, I got to give all my respect to Mr. Albert Pujols. I was rooting for him. Who wasn't rooting for him? Who wasn't rooting for Albert Pujols to get number 700? In this generation, one of, if not the best hitter in this generation. Like, just in a league of its own, incredible. And you got to realize as well, the slow start he had this first half... But since the All-Star game and since, like, the home run derby, like, old Albert Poulos has come in and just, like, holy crap. Like, this is just insane. Like, this is the closest thing you're getting to, like, pre, like, uh, Angels' uh, Bulls when, like, during his first stint with the, the Cardinals. Just incredible. So, I got to give my hat off to um, to Albert as much as he tormented me for for decades, for he tormented Mets fans for decades. Got to give my credit to Albert Bowles. Dude's a legend. He, he'll be our first battle hall of famer. No question about that. Um, I also want to wrap it up as well with that. It's people were criticizing the call because it was on Apple TV. And I'm going to be a little biased here. But the announcer that called the game and called the home run was uh Wayne Randazzo. If you don't know what Ray, uh, Wayne Randazzo is Randazzo Randazzo, uh, he is the radio uh play-by-play uh commentator for the Mets. And um I'm a little biased, but I don't care. I think he called I think he called the the home run very well. I think he called it very well. He wasn't boring. He wasn't uh he didn't just sound like blah and lethargic, like whatever. And and like Apple TV and, you know, yeah, like stuff like Apple TV and even like ESPN, like their commentators aren't good, mainly for baseball. But I will say Wayne did a great job. I know you you would have preferred the, uh, the Cardinals play-by-play announcers to do it. I get it. I understand it. It's just kind of the same thing when Pete Alonso hit his record breaking home run as a rookie when he broke the the rookie record for most home runs. I think it was a judge's home run rookie record when he hit like 52, 53. It was on Fox. It was on Fox. Like, it. it, it so, Cardinals fans, I get it. I get it. I, I get where you're coming from because I want, because who didn't want to hear Gary Cohen on the call for that home run? Like, who didn't? Who, what Met fan didn't want to hear that? And unfortunately, we never got it. And it's the same thing, so I get it. But I will say, like I said, it might be biased, but I will say I think Wayne did a great job with the call. I think, called, I think he called it very well. So I'll leave it at that. I think Wayne's also really good at, at what he does. So shout out, Wayne Randazzo. And, uh, oh, I'll wrap it up uh, with that. Uh, Zach Campbell, thank goodness uh, <laughs> he was at the Yankee game hoping to see Judge hit his 60-second uh, home run. Uh, thank goodness he was at Dodger stadium thank goodness thank goodness it's so funny just to see the baseball community as a whole just tackle on one guy and i, I don't like picking on people and stuff like that but he kind of uh, he, uh, he 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 kind of stinks doesn't he zach hample he, he 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 does stink so um but that's all i'm gonna say that's i'm gonna wrap it up there thank you guys so much for listening i really really do appreciate it uh yeah i'm having a lot of fun once again like i said riding solo uh but i'm still having a lot of fun uh talking sports with you guys so uh take care have a good one and enjoy some more baseball enjoy some more football all that mumbo jumbo and uh yeah go dolphins go dolphins The cool.